Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. Live from Jalalabad, it's the Dante Greco Show on a Thursday night. We're here. I've got Evie Mattavelli, my beautiful, gorgeous fiance, brilliant international relations master, PhD, tech genius, every and anything as my co-host. We got so much to talk about today and very little time to do it. So cut the shit. No more effing around, right, babe? Uh, we have a lot of time. <laughs> all right. Let's get right into the stories, okay? So, first of all, okay, what the hell? Already messing up. God damn. Okay, never mind. All right, cut that. All right, we got a lot going on. Taylor Swift has a new boyfriend. Ooh, who is this gentleman? His name is Matt Healy. Oh, it's the ammo boyfriend the, season again. The 1975. Oh, I love that song. I love the band. Look at him. He looks thirsty. He looks like a tryhard attention whore. You know, he's painting his chat. He's got the eyeliner. And this is the guy who you, you're not really aware of this, but I'm on Twitter, so I see this. His okay. thing is he goes from city to city, and at each show, he makes out with a fan. For free? For free. And I don't know what kind of pre-screening they put these fans through, but like he's had to have picked up some kind of infection on one of these stops at least, right? Does, it, does he pick the hot ones or just everybody? I don't know. I think if he only picked hot ones, people would come after him. I think what he does is he picks people that are just like, all right, looking because then everyone's like, oh, how sweet. He's making out with a fan. But if it was just like people that look a like a fan, you, but it could be like a, according to his like sexual views or can, does it discriminate? Uh, what are you talking about between men and women? Or trans or whatever. Like, That's, does he um, discriminate? Is he open? Like, is he embracing all of us? Good, or Good question. I'm not sure. Uh, but okay. I could see him being like, yeah, I'll make out with anybody trans, you know, non-binary, gay, straight. I'll make out with any and anybody, man. Interesting. Woman. So he, so we are in the ammo boyfriend season. As you know, Kourtney Kardashian is married to Travis uh, Baker, right? Barker. Yeah. Barker, whatever. And uh, Megan Fox is MGK was, I don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, that's uh, Kim had uh, Pete Davidson, which is kind of emo vibes to him, too. So I guess he's within the aesthetics. I think it's a huge throwback into the emo looking boyfriend. So nothing better than have after a breakup with a actor hunk like her ex, then just go over emo. He's going to sing some sad songs, play guitar with you in a dark Friday, rainy Friday. And, you know he probably will paint your nails too for you so in your toes so well you know i think it's a great idea taylor like emos are emotional the thing that's got everyone surprised is how different he is from her normal man normally she's with people that are like blonde you know, in massachusetts like a kennedy or she's with harry styles you know the most he like blonde she likes blonde guys right she the, has a thing for blonde guys or the something edgiest guy she's probably been with that we know joe mayer john mayer yeah I knew they were going to say John Mayer. But um, I don't know. It's a little bit out of style. Well, let me tell you about this guy, though. 
Tell me he's, a little bit about him. He had a heroin addiction. Wow. Uh, he fights. He smokes joints in interviews. Doesn't he have like Satan tattoo in his neck? Yeah. It looks like the guy from the Satan um, uh, Satacon that you talked about in the previous podcast that you guys should check it out. He's probably into some weird shit. And, you know, she's very straight laced. I could see her mom being like, Taylor, be careful. Oh, my Get God. Get away from it. You know, I, she seems like the type of person who would be like, were you doing drugs out there? You know, I would like, not trust outside to smoke weed. And she's like, I'm so disappointed in you. Yes. Are you doing drugs outside? Makes me sad. Also, I think like uh, I would not trust my cats alone with this guy. What if he tried to do tries to do like some ritual or something? He looks yeah. weird. He looks a little bit like out of like control out of his of himself. So maybe Matt, could are those track marks in your arms? Are you shooting up heroin again? I don't, yeah, I don't so think it's a good idea. Taylor, you could have done better. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think like sometimes how does she meet him? Is, do you have any backstory or I, I, I think they've been she's been spotted. at. He's in a band called the 1975. They're I, British. Yeah, again, by the way. Oh, they're at, British. I thought they were American. She loves British people. Tom Hiddleston, Joe Alwyn, Harry Styles. She's just thinks she's like a upper class British. Aristocrat. She's a Kennedy. Yeah, so okay. she's been to his shows before. Uh, she may have even collaborated with them. I've never heard one of their songs, nor do I want to. I did looking at him. I don't ever want to I, hear anything that comes out of. I his think mouth. I think songs from like early two thousands that he have. It's very like actually, it's nothing evil. It's very. He looks very evil, no, 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 and no, no, he no, looks no. he looks very Ozzy Osbourne in his aesthetics. But his songs. I mean, from a few years ago, from three years ago, it's or four years ago. I think last time I listened to their song, uh, it's kind of like vanilla cereal. Like it's not really it emo. It's kind of like emo, but kind of like cereal. Like it's like cereal. Me, I'm saying like it's kind of like I don't know. Like you, you know, Fruit Loops. It's kind of like fruity and cute and colorful. That's kind of how yeah. it was before. Whimsical. Whimsical. It's like that video you were just showing me before we came on here from My Chemical Romance, where they're like in some 1920s Parisian or German art aesthetic. Yeah, you know, punk singing, rock, 1989 like, in Germany. I wanted to save you. you know, like all that pussy emo shit. Miss me. Well, with that, the please, reason I was God. showing to Dante just to kind of give it a little context is because. Uh, we were going to go to uh, to have some tacos uh, and the actor that is playing the dead guy from the video is the son of um, what's his name? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny, Danny Trejo. And then I was just like, oh, I met his son once in a, at a Halloween photo shoot. Trejo so I was just showing. But anyways, going so, back to the so look, point. Let's just talk about this guy real quick. And get then our wanna, daughter wanna, from wanna, the floor. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to move off of this topic, but. Sorry, we're picking up our daughter from the floor. There we go. She's up here. Oh, she's wow. our princess. Oh, be careful with her. She's my All right. Anyways, you know, it's just I can't see her. She, she might be having a quarter life crisis. I don't see this lasting very long because she is going to be like, Matt, I told you no drugs, no drinking. If you want to be with me. Good news. Maybe Kourtney like Kardashian wants to send her some of the punk rock clothes. She wants to she wants to join the punk rock emo boyfriend trend. Uh, I think she's kind of following the trends and let Taylor have her fun. I don't know. Like uh, maybe those guys that look like good boys that are not really that great. So, uh, yeah, well, I had a very popular tweet about this, by the way. I just want to say, is that your phone? 
Oh, God. I'm getting a call in the middle of the show. Son of a bitch. Are we still on? Yeah, yeah, we're still on. We're still on. Okay. okay. okay Sorry about that, guys. Okay. Anyways, I had a very popular tweet about this. A lot of people responded to it. I said, uh, um, follow the uh, Dante Greco show on Twitter, by the way. The guy who makes out with fans in every city. I know he's got to have some nasty canker sores at the very least. A lot of people like that. Yeah, I, that sounds so funny. Yeah, it's hilarious, right? It is hilarious. It is amazing. Great comments. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're, we're going to monitor this situation as it develops. But let's let's pivot to some serious news. OK, there is a major outrage happening in New York City over the chokehold death of a Michael Jackson impersonator on the subway. Oh. Basically, what happened was guys on the subway. He's having an episode. He had uh, mental mental uh, health issues. He's having an episode. He's yelling. He's hungry. He's yelling. He's, you know, he doesn't care about going to jail or hurt people and whatnot. A Marine, a 24-year-old Marine, puts him in a chokehold. And along with a couple other guys, you can see this on video, which we're not going to watch. I don't like to watch snuff films. but It sounds like a scene from the Joker movie. Yeah. Well, so they put him in a chokehold and restrain him. And then um, he died. Did they get the guys and arrest them? Well, the guy, the Marine hasn't been charged yet, but there is mounting, there is growing. Um, That's the Marine anger. guy? Yeah, the Marine is the white guy. He looks like someone Taylor Swift would date. And he looks like her ex, actually. Yeah, uh, Joe Alwyn. That might be Joe Alwyn, actually. Maybe he just totally snapped after fumbling the Taylor Swift bag. But the Marine put him in the chokehold and the guy died. There's mounting anger in new york city there are clashes going on between the nypd and protesters to charge this man uh echoes of george floyd i have heard and so but he has no authority to do no, no, this the medical examiner ruled it a homicide so, so now it's going to be on the city to uh to decide whether or not to charge him with homicide I'm just saying that uh, he, he's a Marine, but he doesn't have the authority to kill any person, a civil person. And he doesn't even he's not even wearing a uniform. He's not in service. What is the reason why he would do this? Well, therein lies the 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 gray area that everyone, you know, this is things are lining up on both sides of the aisle as usual. People are saying, hey. You know, this guy's a threat. He had like 40 prior arrests. He's he's making he's yelling in, in the subway. You know, it's dangerous to the people that are just trying to ride the subway, women, children, men, whoever. Uh, but then on the other hand, there are people who I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm in this camp. Uh, it, it's not deserving of deadly force. Now, restraining the guy if he seems dangerous. OK, but choking to the point of death. I a number one, just like as a human being, you, you, it's not that's not deserving of a death sentence uh, yelling on the subway. Number two, how do you think like you're not in a self-defense situation? You think that you're going to get away with this because there is brewing vigilantism on social media and everyone's like people people are fed up across the country with the lack of action over uh, homelessness. Right. Like here in L.A., there's a lot of a lot of people are fed up. There's a lot of homeless people. And uh, depending where you are in town, they kind of do their 
they kind of do some crazy stuff. Sometimes I'm sitting here by the window, even in my neighborhood. Sometimes there's like a one person screaming in the streets and bothering others. But I don't think that I think in L.A. people kind of just ignore them. And nobody, yeah. uh, New York, I feel like people seem to be a little bit more confrontational. Why would you just hop in someone's face like that? Uh, it sounds incorrect and crazy. Uh, and the fact that you killed him. Uh, what would you think is going to happen if you just deprive him yeah. from breathing? I, I don't know how you think that you can make that move. You're not a an, uh, an officer of the law. Yeah, uh, you're I, not I, wearing I, uniform. You're not in a combat. You don't. You're not doing a yeah. mission. So honestly, I think he even might lose his uh, military status when you do that. I well, think you're not supposed to uh, 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 kind of hold be, fire or hurt civilians for no reason, or be charged with you know murder or manslaughter or something. I mean, I don't know how you can do it and think that you're going to get away with it. Not that he was trying to like commit a crime necessarily. Well, of course, we don't know what the guy's motivations were one way or another. But not Maybe. that he was like a kill, like a serial killer who was just like, oh, finally, my chance to kill a homeless person. I think he's just thinking like, oh, my but God, you know, guys it. like that. I'm like, let me tell you a little bit about military guys. I, I've been with one uh, for a little bit and they kind of their style is kind of like, let me teach this person a lesson. It's all about teaching someone a lesson. Let me teach my girlfriend a lesson. I'm, like me. Let me teach my parents a lesson. Let me teach this guy a lesson. So a lot of the times like, they want to teach a lesson. So maybe he's like trying to say, oh, let me show this guy like my 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 two cents here about this. And and in, in, in doing so, the ego is so large that he ends killing the guy. Well, it also is like what I was saying about there is um Hold on. Is this the real Stuttering John? Stuttering John, who I have uh, interviewed once before outside of, um, what's it called? Uh, place in Beverly Hills? Ocean Prime. Stuttering John, can you hear me? It was me, the ex-TMZ guy. Arrest Trump and his Jew kids down with the Jew QP. Lock up all the Trumpers without a trial. Okay, I don't remember Stuttering John being a raging anti-Semite. Stuttering John used to be the, the uh, guy on Howard Stern who would go out and ask people funny questions. I think that could be a bot. Yeah, that's a weird bot. Anyways, so there is... Uh, an environment on the internet, especially of yeah. people like we got to take this into our own hands. You know, the city, the government's not doing anything about the homeless, about the mentally ill, about the drug addicts. We got to do it. And so that could have been something that would motivate this guy to step in. Who knows if he meant to kill him or if he just put him in a really good chokehold and it was really He's smiling in the photo like uh, there's i don't know that he's smiling yeah I mean, he's that, smiling sometimes when you're choking someone you're look like look at him look at the smirk look at the like smirk on his face it's kind of like no he's like this he's like this like no yes he is no listen he could just be going choking him i think that if you have military training you don't have the right to use that against civilians i mean look in his mind, he probably thought he was keeping the place safe. It's just, you know, you can't. He's not Superman. You're not Superman. Death. You could put him, you could do a citizen's arrest type of thing, maybe, until a subway, if there are even subway security officers, will show up. It's hard enough to get a cop to show up for anything these days. But, okay. Anyways, here, here's just the what happened on the situation. Uh, the guy was screaming that he had. Okay, on Monday, 
The guy's name is Jordan Neely. Michael Jackson impersonator, by the way. Um, Neely was traveling on the F train at around 2.27 p.m. when he began yelling and throwing garbage, according to other passengers. He screamed that he had no food, no drink, and wanted to die. Uh, by the way, his mother years ago was murdered and stuffed in a suitcase. So, you know, it's not like he had some she-she life. How do you know that? Well, you know, I'm a member of the media. His mother his mother kill, was killed and stuffed in a suitcase by who? Is it like a serial killer from New York? Um, no, I don't know if they solved it or not. That sounds terrifying, honestly. That's... Uh... I think it was, I think he was, she was, it was uh, Matt Healy, the lead singer of the 1975, Taylor Swift's new boyfriend. No, but that's crazy. Okay, me, so, so he didn't grow up with a mom. His no, mom yeah, was yeah, killed. Yeah. He didn't, he was a street performer. He didn't have a great life. All right. I mean, do you think street performers have great lives? Like if you have a great life, you're don't do street performing. No, I think exactly. Exactly. I'm not. This kind of scary. That's that reminds me of the Joker guys, the Joker movie yeah. with King Phoenix. All right. So let me just read what this is, because we don't have a lot of time today, unfortunately. Uh, the former Marine described as a decorated sergeant who was an active service member until two years ago, put Neely in a chokehold to subdue him. He and two other men on the train restrained Neely. For a total of 15 minutes, according to the witnesses, until police arrived. Uh, he was nearly was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. So the NAACP and Black Lives Matter are saying that this is the latest example of inhumane vigilante justice. It's complete tragic travesty. He was restrained for 15 minutes. The loss of his life. They, those involved should be held accountable. Protesters are fighting with the NYPD. It's crazy. It's another really tough call, but like you put him in a chokehold that resulted in the guy's death. I don't see how this guy, this Marine is getting out of it, especially in New York City, which leans liberal. Uh, Alvin Bragg, who's currently going after former President Donald Trump, would be in charge of uh, deciding whether or not this guy's going to get charged, let alone the other two men who are helping to restrain him. Uh, I, I, I don't see it ending positively for the Marine. I don't know. But it's weird. It's just, you know, something, there has to be some real movement. We have to, A, calm down a little bit. But, like, look, we've all been in a situation where homeless people are yelling crazy stuff, and some, you're like, does anybody want to do anything? I was like, not really. You never know. They're going to pull out a shank. I mean, we've experienced that, like, five times. We live in L.A. So you want to be able to ride the subway or walk somewhere without the risk of someone who's going not in this world, not in this you, world with the, the, the drug crisis happening and they're putting more chemicals into the drugs of in, in the streets these days, the, the amount of things that people are consuming and then also the stress of like the environment, political momentum that we're living. I think that it's kind of going to get worse. And it, they do need to seriously address these issues across the country. You know, AOC had an interesting tweet yeah. uh, about how many so many people with uh, mental health and drug problems are locked up in Rikers, where it costs like half a million dollars to to keep them incarcerated per year. Whereas giving them some kind of uh, housing, uh, hou housing assistance would be like forty two thousand dollars. Obviously, taxpayers are like, really, we got to pay this much for 
for all this stuff. But unfortunately, I think that's just the only way you have to put some money into this if we want to solve this problem because these people are not just going to get it together and turn their lives around on their own. I don't think it's just only about housing. Uh, there's a lot of programs in LA. Uh, they are for housing for homeless. They also, the, the problem is, is the person to wanted to stay in a house, taking care of a house, it's errands, it's staying yeah. indoors. You have to behave. You cannot make crazy noises at night. You cannot just start wandering around looking for drugs. You probably have to go through a detox, a detox uh, from your drug use and a lot of the homeless people there, they chose to be in the streets. Some people, they could be, some people actually, they could be, go back home if they wanted to, but they don't want to. They don't want to have to follow the rules, get clean, and find uh, a solution for their problems. For the ones that want to, I think they should start um, a mental health initiative to before putting people in houses. Otherwise, it's going to become like cocaine houses or, or drug houses where people just go to use drugs. All right, now we're going to move on from the story. We'll continue to monitor this as closely as we're monitoring Taylor Swift and her new boyfriend. Uh, I am not monitoring Taylor Swift and her boyfriend. She can do whatever she wants, and maybe she's just hanging out. I don't know if she's actually dating him. Do you have pictures of them making out? It could be just like it could be just like, hey, let's grab a lunch or something. Now you think that you're dating. Listen, let's talk about everyone's favorite, most dangerous subject to talk about in the world: Dylan Mulvaney and the Bud Light boycott. Oh my god, she looks like uh, a lot like um, what's her name, the Kardashian one, Jenner. Um, Caitlyn. Yeah, she looks like Caitlyn. Yeah, she looks like Caitlyn Jenner with a little bit of filter. Yeah, I see that. They kind of probably use the similar surgeon for their faces. I don't know. It looks very similar. Could be her daughter. It looks like a a a ver. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner's daughter. I said this before. I think she looks kind of like Jackie O. Who's Jackie O? uh, Jackie Kennedy, JFK's wife. Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she later became Jackie Onassis. But like, I am convinced that Biden, when he had Dylan Mulvaney into the Oval Office and was talking to her, was having a flat, like thought it was Jackie O. He was like, God, I love you. Good to see you. (laughs) Anyways, I want to talk about this real quick. The Bud Light boycott has not let up. Now, the CEO finally came out today and disavowed the entire thing, said that they weren't aware of it and blah, blah, blah. sales have crashed 26%. And this has all been going on for like a month now. So it really has been an effective boycott. But what I'm wondering is, A, now that the guy, they've put out new advertisements with horses and like young people sharing buds and, you know, people on the farm and stuff like that, trying to reconnect with their core audience. And Mid-America. They've also been like, hey, we didn't really want to do this. You know, they put the woman who, who, came up with this whole scheme they hung her in the yeah. public street executed in the public with bud lights yeah. they, 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 they they had to like uh, stone her with bud no, light no, no. cans kid rock blew her away with an ak-47 i believe it yeah no but they, they've done all that and at what point a would conservatives who are leading the charge say okay you it's enough Please, the camera's up there. If you got a yawn, it, directly into the camera. It's just my brain needs more oxygen. Yeah, honestly, can we open the window? It's hot as fuck. I'm going to open the window, guys. All right. So, but the other thing is this. I don't even think, I don't even believe at this point it's a boycott. It's not like an organized like protest picketing thing. It's really now, which is much more damaging, a uh, a case of people just don't want to be seen 
buying Bud Light. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying. Order an Amazon like, card. Or order, order online. They're going to deliver by your door. The drones will bring your Bud Light there for you. I mean, if you're sick enough to need Bud Light that badly that you'll order it online, then God help you. I mean, it's kind of like, for example, like I used to be really into energy drinks, and now I'm drinking this an alcoholic uh, beverage from Germany. The Klaus Haler yeah. is not alcoholic here, but it tastes really good. It has low sugar, and I'm kind of into this. Like, I, if I think like they do something or promote something that I don't necessarily agree, I'll be really sad because I'm I really love to drink this. Um, I think I'll find ways to get it. Um, honestly, let me say something. Just my opinion for first, my two cents about the the de the Dylan situation. I think that um, that Bud Light haven't had this much of a, uh, of a attention in in the media for a very long time. They put a deal in there to capitalize and kind of become a global conversation about that kind of subject. They knew what they're putting themselves into it. Okay, people are boycotting, but you're getting huge marketing and your name is everywhere. Um, okay. All right, anyways. Don't uh, ignore the phone call. Sorry, that's the problem when you're doing this stuff on your computer. The uh, people can just call you. How about Dante? Let's let's take a break and message your friends no, saying no, to no, them no, that you're busy. No, 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 no. I already told them. I already told them. Stop calling if you're watching. Stop calling right, anyways, people. What I wanted to say. He's not going. Like, look at this video of people in Fenway Park, which is a big baseball stadium. Okay. Guys, this is so funny and bizarre. Look at that. That is the Bud Light. That is every single Bud Light stand here at Fenway Park, right? Where the Red Sox game. That's what the Bud Light stand. Where is that? Okay, so that's in Boston. So here's the thing: if you, it's not a boycott even anymore. Even it's like people, you're gonna go at Fenway Park and you're gonna buy some Bud Light and then. You're going to open yourself up to any guy who's been drinking with his buddies and being like, look at this, you know, supporter or whatever. Yeah, this this person. Guy, I want to use some words that you can't use anymore. But, you know, like words about uh, slurs for gay people. That's what these people would say. They'd oh, be like, look at this slur. People are going to start a with fight with your boyfriend life. for it. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. to save yourself from a headache and being provoked. Yeah, so maybe like, people why, are just avoiding for a peacemaking. Why would you put the spotlight on yourself that way? By yeah. coming out proudly with a Bud Light. Mm -hmm. And B, even worse is, you know, let's say you're living in like a small town or just like somewhere in the country that's not so progressive. Yeah. You're going to go to the supermarket and you're going to pull out a case of Bud Light and you don't think people are going to be like, oh, my God, look at that. Did you did you hear that Dante Greco was uh, bought a 32 pack of Bud Light? I always knew there was something off about that guy. Yeah, I think like I think specifically like for those small towns and more conservative states, probably people are going to find a big deal about it. But I think in LA, people, I, I almost forgot about Dylan Mulaney. I forgot about yeah. the Bud Light thing. So if I see someone buying it, honestly, because in LA things happen so fast, like today you talk about this, tomorrow about something else. Weeks pass, I don't remember what happened. Oh, listen, so I honestly think like people in the, in the coasts or LA, because the news are always like so fast here, people don't really care. And I do think like, but yeah, if you live in somewhere more conservative, people are going to really come for you. If so you, I understand. If you walked around here with a Bud Light, people would start clapping. 
I don't here in LA or not. Or people, I don't think people even remember. Honestly, like I, if I see someone drinking Bud Light, I'm not gonna think about oh my god, this person is drinking Bud Light and clap or or say anything negative. I think people honestly don't care at this point. I might show up to the writers' strike picket line with a case of Bud Light. Let's talk about the writers' strike. Okay, but anyways, that that's just it. Do you uh, have anything else about Dylan yeah, that yeah, we need to talk about? Real quick, real quick. That, that, that's just it. That like, I don't know how Bud Light. A is going to fix this because it's not just like give in to our demands and then we will like you again. It's at the point where people are just like, I don't like son, you better not come home with any Bud Light or like you don't want to be seen in the grocery store. You don't want to be seen at the bar. Imagine you're sitting there at the bar like I'll have a Bud Light and like the music stops like what did you just order? You know, and then my other question was I've been trying to figure this out. So if anyone knows, please uh, drop a comment. Has this made Dylan Mulvaney's brand toxic to most advertisers? Has he picked up any new advertisers since this happened? Because why would you want to go near him now? Unless you're like a, a very clearly, unless you're like, um, you know, sweet green or something or whole food, like a very clearly liberal establishment. One of the Are companies- you going to take the risk of people the the backlash that comes I, from Dylan Mulvaney. I think you should check his uh, her Instagram to see to make sure that uh, she didn't pick at anyone else. But one of the things about Dylan that kind of pissed off women. There's two things. One thing is the Nike 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 active wear, like their you know leggings and stuff like that. They were mad because they didn't pick up women for women's performance clothes and shoes. There's so many ladies that are athletes and stuff like that, and they you know they, they like the leggings. That the most of the market for the leggings are women, uh, uh, like a born woman people, uh, of course transgender as well but i think that women got a little upset because they thought that they should be should go for some athlete or someone that's uh uh you know uh, i don't know that's what women were thinking uh so that's uh that's one of the things and also the tampon thing because you know you're needed. Now, by the way i will proudly uh, accept the bud light sponsorship if it means bringing any ad dollars onto this show i'll get in a bubble by bath. the way I'll i change my name to dante i will love you to, want. i would love to be supported by klaus Haler. Uh, by the way this is like an alcoholic and it's so good they're not sponsors yet but if they want to sponsor it tastes a little bit like a beer aperol spritz had a baby but without the sugar and alcohol and it gives you like a little bit of like the feeling of like oh you're having some dessert uh and it's very nice if you put it in a cup like a beer it foams like a beer so it's super cute you know what if you really wanted to be a a fine an economic terrorist i i would dress up like Dylan Mulvaney, get in a bubble bath and be like, oh, Klaus Towler. I love Klaus Towler. Thank you for the the the, the free Klaus Towler or whatever product. If there was a product I disliked, I would do that. And then even though it wouldn't last, it would probably tank the stock price for at least a couple of days. All right, let's move on to the writer's strike. Writer's strike striking Is again. Dylan Mulvaney on the picket line? Because that might, uh, I don't know, that might be... I don't have anything against Dylan besides just offensive things about women, honestly. But the thing is, like, I don't like when Dylan talks about women in a more like, oh, let's all be sluts, let's be women or something like that. I think it's a little bit of a mischaracterization of women. But besides that, I don't have anything against Dylan. I think Dylan can do whatever she wants to do. 
Um, but about the, 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 I don't know, the publicity, maybe pick up your pedals, Dylan. If you really see that this is not going to be okay with the people that do a market research, like who are the people purchasing this product and see like, okay, am I aligned with that or not? If you see that's not the people that you feel like it was going to be supportive of you, maybe just make the kind of creative decision or like, uh, how you say, like, uh, make, um, uh, the executive decision yeah. of saying, you know what, this campaign, thank you so much for offering to me for this great money, but I don't think I'm the face for this product. I think your 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 people like someone else, like yeah, I don't know Taylor Swift I, or I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But I, again, I don't care. I don't have anything against Dylan Mulvaney. Either. I don't have I don't anything really against care. Dylan. I don't I have just it. Said and has been proven true, and other people have said that it was a dumb move from Bud Light because they clearly didn't understand their demographic. Okay, they let's probably get off this did. Subject. Okay, let's get out. I want to. I'm sick of Dylan. Dylan Mulvaney. Stop saying that. We have nothing against Dylan. I know, I know. Um, all right. The writer's strike. Real quick. Couple things. Couple casualties. Drew Barrymore is now dropping out of the MTV Awards. She's not going to host anymore. She's backing out in solidarity with the writers fighting for better, better pay. By the way, we haven't stated this yet, but we're with the writers too. You know, we're creatives. We're Hollywood people. Uh, I'm supporting the writer's strike. Let's get this money. No, I haven't been cast in anything in eight years. And uh, this show is not in a, in a union. And I don't benefit from this now at all. But you know what? I'm, I'm with my people because they may one day give me work. So. No, no. I think I'm with the writers as well because I think a lot of the creative jobs, including for actors and actresses, I think it's uh, people don't pay you. They're like, oh, you're going to get credits or you're going to get this or you're going to get that or you get minimal payment. I think like the problem is, is that it's very exploitive uh, towards people that are not famous. And it's really weird for me, Hollywood, how they overpay really, really, really famous people. They pay them like basically the budget of movies is like it's paying someone famous to be in the movie and then the rest just kind of have to deal with it. And the writers don't get paid as well or the editors or, you know, other actors, minor act, minor actors don't get paid the same uh, or, or not the same, but like they don't get paid enough to survive in acting. So I'm with the writers. I do think the industry does need to have a revamp. And I do think the budgets of movies shouldn't be just because, oh, you hired a big star. Let's just pay them all the budget. How about like good editing and writing and paying other actors what they deserve? So now, that's listen, my opinion, honestly. She should have dropped out because no one's going to watch it anyway. And also because the show is just notoriously bad these days. And I'm sure whatever jokes were written for her would have been. Uh, I think I, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like conspiracy theory. But I do think like that Drew Barrymore probably didn't feel like presenting this. I feel like sometimes when you're I know that she's in support of them. But honestly, sometimes I, I mean, if it was Jimmy Kimmel ha hosting the Oscars or the Col or Colbert or Stephen Colbert or I don't know, whoever. Uh, I don't think that the person would drop off the job because of the screenwriters. I think they will go with it. And they will kind of say, hey, we, we're unscripted tonight. I mean, I'm in support of them. And use that moment to shout out instead of not. Okay, texting Dante. All right, now, uh, one other casualty of... I don't know. I, I think is, that maybe uh, she didn't feel like going and she's like, let's make an excuse. I don't want to go right, anyway. Right. One other casualty is that uh, because SNL has been 
taken off the air, obviously, because of the writer's strike. You're going to miss out on Jennifer Coolidge from The White Lotus. No. Kieran Culkin from Succession. They oh, were man. all set to host. And, of course, Pete Davidson was supposed to do it this last week. So they're not going to host? Not for now. And who knows when they'll be scheduled again. Who is going to host? Who's going to cover they're for just, MTV? They're not going to do the show. I mean, other people have suggested. I thought this, too. Why not do a uh, improvised episode or something? You know, like UCB Groundlings type style. Just get up there and see what happens. You know, they did. They adjusted for COVID. They did it all over Zoom. How about this? Do it. I have an idea. Bring some attention uh, to SNL. The SNL. Listen to me if you're here connected to the Dante Greco show, Emmy. Which they are. This is my idea. How about you ask Chat GPT to write a, a SNL episode? with uh you know taking consideration the writer's strike and kind of like kind of just take over but make the ai that's kind of writing down the show sassy it's kind of like since the writers are no longer here it's my opportunity and bring that robot head i don't know if i forgot her name but that bald robot woman i forgot her name and megan megan no no the one that's actually a real robot she's a real robot she has no hair Oh, God. I, I don't know that, that it had a name. Uh, there is like a real robot. But bring the robot and the robot will present to be like, hi, hi, I'm here to present SNL. And since the writer strike came out, I am going to be here telling you jokes. And it will be just AI taking over. And maybe Elon Musk can make an appearance. It'll be so good. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. If you're an NBC That's executive. Now, if they did that, the writers would probably burn down Rockefeller Center. So I don't know that they can do that. I don't know uh, if it's a great but idea. Technically, legally, it, it I'm sure it'd be it, hilarious. Would, it would be okay to do that. I think that would be the GPT best episode. thing. And it might maybe make an episode that sucks to show how much we need the writers. Yeah. Or but let it be, because I saw a Casey Neistat that he 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 did an episode that it was scripted by AI. It was not that great of an episode. It was very cheesy yeah. and but the, you made a point like the human aspect is important maybe do that for now maybe let the the ai figure out an episode and see how that goes all right now real quick because we're running out of time might even have to cut some topics today fortunately but uh jeffrey epstein's islands where his atrocities were committed and where many celebrities went and had a good time i think a lot gonna of gonna be turned into a luxury resort, a five-star resort. A billionaire named Steven Deckoff bought, bought it. it for $60 million. They're in wow. the Caribbean. Okay. And um, he has gonna... plans to turn them into a 25-room luxury resort that's slated for a 2025 opening. That's a quick turnaround. Wow. They were uh, initially called Great St. James and Little St. James. I don't know if he's going to change the names of those. And he's turning it into a five-star resort. I mean, this is the craziest thing I've heard in a while. How can you in good conscience? I know that the islands didn't do anything. It's just rocks on top of water. That's business. Like, I think Trump will think the same thing. He's going to be like, let's open a, a, a golf course, a golf course, a tower. The Hiltons will probably open a hotel. I think it's just business. Like you got to sell that asset. And uh, I don't know. I don't I, mean, I don't look. I'm sure it's going to be very expensive. Twenty five rooms. Five star resort. Yeah, it's babe, gonna they're exclusive. not gonna open a Marriott <laughs> with that. Like, what are you thinking? Is well, it? Is it? What do you think is gonna be a Marriott? No. What? 
It's the island, Epstein Island. They gonna, are they going to rename the island? That's the question that I have. Well, first of all, are they going to keep that creepy uh, temple that that's so famous on the island? Number one, like the temple suite. Number two, how many people who went there and had a good time are going to go back and stay at the resort and just try to like relive some some classic memories. And how long until this place turns into like another weird trafficking organization? I don't know. Location? All, all I know is that a lot of people that were around Epstein is because Epstein is the kind of person that brings a lot of artists and philanthropy money around him. And that's the way that he kind of kept people, uh, genius people to, around him. So I don't think necessarily everybody that kind of went to his island had that kind of agenda. But a lot of people did. Um, I don't think so. I, if we start seeing like Bill Clinton going there very often, uh, Biden or whatever, or Trump again, yeah. then you might be thinking like that was the it's a 2.0 story. And that's not good. Well, it's just crazy. Like of all the things you could open on this island. Uh, what do you think they can open? Like a star resort. I don't know. Open like a, a factory or, or something else or a, a land. Why would you open a factory a in paradise? Preservation. I don't know. How about why would you open a factory in paradise? Like, well, why would you Jeffrey do that? Epstein trafficked countless underage women there and, and uh, ruined many lives there. Like, how can you just relax? I on think that, beach? that they should. I, I, I would relax. I mean, you know, there's a lot of places in Europe that there were grounds for war, grounds of torture and horrible things happen. And people are just chilling on the beach these days. It's like you got to think about it like this has a historical negativity. Yes. But move forward. The world moves forward. And let's forget about Jeffrey Epstein. Let's forget. Don't forget about him. Let's just like move forward i don't know i don't i don't see any problem with that i'm pro capitalism i'm pro investments and uh, if this is going to be just like a cool resort for rich people to go okay if you're going to turn this into another epstein island then uh we should try to monitor this a little bit better well, i'll I tell you what i think i know where white lotus season three is going to be set oh my god they'd be so funny imagine if there's a ghost of the dead girls there yeah do they kill people there too, or no? Have, uh, Someone disappeared. Ghislaine Maxwell could be that that uh, woman who, who was like the concierge at the hotel. I have an idea. I have okay, an idea. I have an idea. Jeffrey Lotus. How about how about the Jeffrey Lotus? Um, and then Jeff Epstein actually lives in the ground, and they have kind of like an underground part of the hotel where he actually is, and they actually use a stunt double uh, to say that he's dead and he's Welcome actually to the alive. White Epstein. You know what? That's true. A conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Do you like hey, a conspiracy? They would think, all right, it's been about four years since he died. He's been hiding out and he's going to reemerge as like a guy that works at the resort. You know, he's been living underground under the plastic surgery. They probably changed his nose, his face, yeah. his everything. But he's still an old man. So if you guys go to the island and you see a brunette, weird plastic surgery looking dude that looks like the height of Jeff Epstein. Yeah, with like a fake or Cuban fake mustache. Or yeah, or whatever. It could be him, guys. They maybe that was the conspiracy theorists are all correct. All right. Um I, I want to spend more time on the Barstool Sports thing, but we're just running out of time today, unfortunately. Let's talk about real quick Lisa Vanderpump. <clears throat> There's trouble at the pump. Pain at the pump. Her restaurant is closing its doors. Uh, this is in West Hollywood. She has many, by the way. She has Tom Tom. 
so the only one that she has open now is Tom Tom, right? Pump Lounge, yeah. I mean, she's losing her empire rapidly. She still have one pump in Vegas, right? They don't have a it's pump closing, one in Vegas as well? Closed, I don't know. It's closing its doors on July 5th after 10 years because the lease is expiring and they wanted to jack up the rates. I don't disbelieve that i'm sure that's a true. lot of businesses actually well, our favorite restaurant in santa monica for oysters got uh is out of business because something like this happened Riho will never be the same she's closed down a couple she all she lost uh, villa blanca in beverly hills already i don't know if the other one tom tom is going to be going down too but yeah she's closing down pump it's right there on the corner of santa monica and robertson it's a very valuable location do you think that she's gonna maintain tom tom after those guys scandals about their question questionable things about their character well, you were telling me about stassi schroeder and how she thinks this whole ariana maddox and uh, whoever the other one is the whole um, scandal was either fake or was like really fattened up for the show so there is a theory she, she doesn't think that she said it's, it seems like it's uh it's a fake uh, love triangle that possibly one of the possibilities could be that raquel uh, sorry uh, ariana and uh, tom sonoval were about to break up anyways and then producers talking to lisa talking to people they were like oh let's make a whole story about it let's make the news and they kind of you know made up the story with Raquel because the reason that Stasi said that and I am I kind of agree a little bit I, mean, I don't know if it's true it could be it could be just you know conspiracy theory regarding reality shows yeah. but what I think it is is that it's weird that when you're watching the episodes how everybody tells Ariana so they are like in some kind of like I don't know event at Tom Tom and Katie goes talk to Ariana like, hey, you know, I think it's weird that, you know, Raquel is always around Tom when you're out of town. Your grandma is sick and passed away. You had to go out of town and and they're always hanging out. And Ariana just casually thinking, just saying like, oh, she's my friend. I trust her. Doesn't matter what, whatever. I don't know. Either she's like really the nicest person in the world. Like she doesn't really see the evil in people. Or this is something that she knew was going to happen. Maybe she already broke up with them and she, they just doing the plot to kind of get us to talk about it. All right. the, well, the problem is I feel I, bad I, about Raquel. Like, how do you feel like I you're... think that that's she's right. I said this from the beginning. Uh, you know, it looked like a coordinated effort between Bravo and Vanderpump and the show and the media to mm. drum up some ratings for Vanderpump rules. The show was going downhill. Nobody was watching and before there's this interviews drama. with these people every day for weeks. And every podcasts. Day. Every podcast I see there's Lala Kent or whoever, someone yeah. from the Britney and, and, and uh, what's his Multiple name? Multiple uh, times Jax. a day. They're being found everywhere. They have something to say about it. And it's like, to me, it was like, hey, you either this is really happening or, you know, yeah, you guys are going to break up anyway. How can we turn this into something for the show? Interesting. Make it into something interesting. Vanderpump says, we need something for the show this season. I'm losing my empire. We need something for the show. And so they just say, okay, here's what we're going to do. This is the storyline for this year. 
and they just pushed it and it was successful. I mean, they wound up at the White House correspondence dinner. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. But the and thing the is, ratings are up. The ratings like, are everyone is everywhere. watching again. The clicks are through the roof. People love the shocking thing. And then I think one of the things that Lisa Vanderpump and uh, what's his name? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, they yeah. know how to make great television and drama. That comes from the housewives of years of experience doing something, make something more dramatic than actually is. I do believe that Rihanna and Tom did broke up, break up. And I feel like the whole, uh, the problem with Raquel, like he doesn't seem to be necessarily into her. Like he is already, she's out of town without him and they don't seem that close. Like when you see them hanging out together, they don't give like a lot of hints that they are together either. It's kind of, it's kind of like, oh, we went to a, a hot tub last night. Okay, where's the footage? Show the footage. How do you guys, how does Ken uh, uh, Vanderpump knows, or whatever his last name is, knows that uh, the Tom was in a hot tub with, with Raquel? Does he have a drone following them around? Right. Uh, how come there's no footage of that? How come there's no footage of them making out? All right, babe, I gotta. I hate to wrap you up, but like we're losing power on the computer right now. Everything's going awry. So here's We gotta quick. go, guys. This Let me know what you pump. think. This is us at Pump once. You know, we're going to miss Pump. We went there at the beginning of our relationship. Cinco de Mayo. Tomorrow. Sitting around the fire. Yeah. What happened Cinco de Mayo? We, had to, we pumped it up. No. no. It was the first time we said we love each other. He yelled to everyone at the, at, at the what's the name of the place? I don't know. Abbey. The at Abbey. the Abbey. He was like, I love this woman. I yelled at the Abbey. Okay, Everybody. listen. We got to run. Thank you for Thank watching. Thank you, guys. Let us Have a good you. life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Daniel. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell him your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. I know. Listen, I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day.